calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. It could work itself out. She could see the benefits in joining. Or the lady could, I mean, look at that apartment. She could fall down the stairs. Not, no one would push her, but she's an old woman. Her limbs are very frail. That kind of thing happens all the time. Or I could introduce the little girl to my sisters. They become friends. Everyone's friends. No one wants to not be a part of a great club. No need to resort to threats or violence. Harry, having started a ring, now had to find ways to protect it. Even if he tried telling himself otherwise, he knew that rackets were not known for their peace-loving ways. Was it hubris to think that his could be different? This is fun. Syrup is fun. Who'd be crazy enough to get hurt over syrup? Harry tried to convince himself, but the little niggling feeling didn't quite go away. At home. Harry? I just gotta think in my study. Harry. What? What's going on? What do you mean, what's going on? What's the problem? I've just got work to do. What were you doing in Whore Alley this afternoon? What? Yeah, Estelle saw you go into a building. Oh, my God. It's adjacent to Whore Alley. And anyway, it, it, it's a small neighborhood. Every, everything is near something else. So? I, I had to talk to a woman in that building about a case, okay? She, she couldn't come to the office because she's old and infirm. All right, just relax. Harry Dolwich, I hope you're not keeping some old whore. I went through this with my father. I don't want to go... I promise I'm not keeping some old whore. Or a young whore. And any whore. Wait, can we drop it? I don't believe that's why you went there. Then don't believe it, but it's the truth. Fine. What's the case about? I'm trying to help a family. The secret family? You started with some old whore? I'm helping a family I'm not in any way related to with a health department issue, okay? So if I went there, that's what she'd tell me? Charlotte, one of the things in my life I've relied on is you not being as crazy as everyone else around here, okay? You had your rough patch, but now you're back to yourself. Could we please... Please sustain that. Even just for a month, we have our whole lives to get weird and suspicious. Is that... is that all right? I guess so. You got one month. I'll take it. Over the next few days, Harry tried various schemes to get Mrs. Kaplan away from Brownsville. So, Alice, I've met this real prodigy on the violin. I think she could really flourish somewhere far away. Any way I can help. It is a mitzvah. That is... that is correct. So there is the Vandevelde Conservatorium in Boston... 
yes, you'd think I'd have some sway there, but my family's cut me off since I embarked on my spiritual journey. Baruch Hashem, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me, Baruch Hashem. It frees Morris and me to one day move together to a little cave we've got our eyes on in the holy city of Sfaz in Palestine. Baruch Hashem. Oh, it sounds lovely. Okay, Morris, could, could you help? I, I want to find them very appropriate housing, very far away. I asked her. She said she's very happy there. We can't go around moving people who are working and happy. But what about all those whores? Do you really think it's safe for a kid to grow up in such an environment? I think we should start a charity to move Mrs. Kaplan away from the stink of the city. And There was some good news, Harry. Thanks to your pointing out the dangers of such neighbors, Alice took it on herself to have a heart-to-heart with those women. The younger ones have all enrolled in a very religious seminary in Flatbush. You did a big mitzvah. Okay, but that still leaves the older ones. No, it turns out Mrs. Kaplan has a thriving small business. She needed help with how to turn a small home concern into a larger operation, and, well, those women know all about that, so... So now they're working all together? Yep. But, uh, is it kosher? Oh, yes. I even certified it myself. My name's right on the bottle. It's my own special seal. Now it's extra kosher, now it's extra kosher, now it's extra kosher. Morris! Did I hear something about you making some kind of beneficial syrup makers something? Yeah? Maybe you can use your smarts to bring syrup prices back down. They've gone up for some weird reason. Everyone is very upset. I'm trying to talk about higher things, and all everyone can talk about is that egg creams are more expensive now. Yeah, I have noticed that, but the quality is so much higher. Hmm... I don't know about that. Fortunately, the ones made with Yankee syrup are still the same price. Oh, you've noticed that. Everyone's noticed it. Listen, maybe you could talk to your father-in-law. Set something up. Yes? Oh, he's set in his ways. Poor woman. Such tragedy. That strange thing with the horse. Well, with Yom Kippur coming up and everyone thinking about all the good things they can do to relieve their burdened, guilty consciences. Uh Uh-huh. You must feel good being a step ahead. How? All the favors you're trying to do for Mrs. Kaplan, moving her away, trying to get a child into a faraway school. Sure, you're in the world doing secular things on a low level, but you're trying. Hashem will surely be happy with you. The unease had set in. Unfortunately, Lewis had also noticed a change in Harry's demeanor. What's the matter, Howie? Cat got your tongue? You can't talk, huh? I mean, anything I can help with? Harry went back past Mrs. Kaplan's place, wondering if there was one more thing he could say. There wasn't. He walked on. Lewis followed him. And when he'd gone, walked up the stairs to Mrs. Kaplan's. Fellow, I can help you. Holy moly, look at this setup. Oh, hey, Ma. What, they closed the whole house? Yeah, they got us all uh, making syrup now. What, what, you want some syrup? What? To sell? No, the Ochka have sickness. I like to fill bottles with liquid. Oh, me too. Of course to sell. Not in the club? No, he's stupid. That pop isn't going to be happy about this. He's going to pish his pants. (laughs) But uh, he's been through so much already. Maybe I can help on my own. At home. Having failed in his every peaceful attempt to get Mrs. Kaplan to either join the ring or move, Harry tried to dull the sense that some awful collision was inevitable. Harry, why are you drinking Klopkins? So what? Can't a guy make a kiddish on his own? Harry, you said we had a month to get weird. While Harry was recuperating... That's what Klopkins after wine is for. Lewis was in his basement working with admirable focus and efficiency. Ah, 
What are you building, Louis? I bought this wood to make a traveling stage for the girls. Well, you might have bought the wood, but I'm the one with the hammer in my hand. <laughs> so get out! I'm building something important, something to help save Harry. Hammer, hammer, hammer. Saw, saw, saw. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Louis, what are you doing in here? You leave me alone all night. This is for us, Eddie. You're making... wagon? What would you deliver? Shh! I gotta get the menacing squeak in the wheel just right. Louis had heard Mr. Pitkin remark that in the bad old days when a businessman really wanted to drive his competitor out of business, there had been such a thing known as the dead wagon, which... Squeak! Yeah, that's good. Louis had missed the rest of the explanation. Oh, baby, my own dead wagon. Louis filled it with various animal carcasses and took it out into the street, following behind Mrs. Kaplan's deliveries. It's a dead wagon. A dead wagon. Ah. Hey, yeah. Oh, what is that smell? Oh, Mrs. Kaplan, I'll just buy this syrup quickly. But you're overpaid. I don't care. It's just that that idiot behind you with the dead cats on his wagon. He's not with me. Ah. Keep the change. In Harry's offices. So, Lewis, let me get this straight. You followed Mrs. Kaplan around with a wagon full of dead animals? I did it for you, son. I heard a dead wagon. Lewis, a dead wagon is when you follow a competitor with cheaper product, thereby undermining them. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Don't do that either, okay? Mo. Did you say mo or no? Mess. Lewis, just leave Mrs. Kaplan alone, all right? And don't go home till you've spent a good long time in the steam room. Lewis wanted to keep his promise. He wouldn't use a wagon, exactly. Eddie, are you making those syrups like you said? Yes, I'm making them. I'm making them. Why don't you make them? Any idiot can mix together cocoa, sugar, and water. But not any idiot can do what I'm gonna do. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Brownsville, the next day. Pickled onions, pickled cabbage, sauerkraut. Talisem! Quality talisem! Religious articles, Shabbos candles. Ah, Mrs. Kaplan. Usual order, yes, for much syrup? Sorry, Mrs. Kaplan, some guy's selling cheaper syrup, so you know how it is, the depression and all. Ah, yes, this business, no problem. Tell me, how much he sells for? A cent a bottle. A cent a bottle? Well, if he can make a living from this good health to him. Well, it's good you're taking it on the chin. Ah, lucky for me. I have contract for Morris's very kosher wedding to the pretty Meshuggah woman. Yeah, we're looking forward. Well, I must go sell in other stores. One question. Who is seller with the cheap syrup? Louis Zabelski. Ah, idiotchka with his dead pets. His mother was whore. Yes, He's an energetic man. All right, let him win for today. Some of this I will use for the wedding, some I will mix into babka. Oh, can I place an order for six of your amazing babkas? Of course. They are more effort, so I usually do not make. But now I have to. And of course, it's real skill, babka, real skill. Any idiot can mix cocoa, sugar, water. And you know what? If you are buying six babkas, I can give you a bottle syrup free. Special deal I make you. At Harry's offices. I'm not sure, Mr. Dolowich. 
Morris is a good man, but he approaches things like a litvak. And in my soul, I feel I'm more Hasidish. I, I'm sure you two can resolve your enormous philosophical differences. I just don't know. I need some kind of sign. Yom Kippur is coming up, and... Boss! Pop! Boss! Pop! I did it! I did it! I did it! What did you do? That lady making a cheap syrup? Well, I got up early this morning, loaded the wagon I made with some bottles of syrup, some your mom made, some I made, and I sold them cheaper than what she sells them for. Wait, wait, wait. You made syrup? Sure. Any idiot can mix ground-up horsehair, coffee grounds, machine oil, and sugar to make syrup. Sorry, what? And it worked. That old bat didn't sell one bottle of syrup today. I beat it in a punch for Lemke's and all the... Lemke's? That's our territory. Are, are you telling me you undersold poison? What, Lewis? What's wrong, boss? Are you thirsty? Drinky, drinky. Have a drink. Don't you give me anything of that drink. You have to go back to all those stores and take it back. Take it back. Take it all back. Go, 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 Louis. Now, take I it. I thought you'd be proud, son. You don't go right now. I'm going to kill you. You're just trying to poison half the neighborhood. Yeah, but you'd get me off the charges, boss. You're the best. Get out of here. And don't come back till you've gotten every single butter from every single place. Oh, also, I need five bucks because I got a fine for where I parked my wagon. And also, I mean, I'm losing money on a horse hair. So- Louis, mercifully... Lewis's concoction smelled so foul that the jerks threw it away the instant they opened the bottle. Most did anyway. You cannot tell the difference. It is good syrup and cheap. I defy you. <clears throat> Unfortunately, the secret about Mrs. Kaplan's syrup was well and truly out. Harry Dorlovich, what have you done? You're bringing us all to ruin. And your idiot employee doesn't know the ingredients of syrup. But he knows to put our seal on all the bottles. Mr. Lefkowitz. Well, laughing stock. What is the use of all this talk and meeting and seal and paying your fee if some old lady can just undermine us all? But, but, but... I'll tell you what you're going to do. You do what your friend, the Italian gangster, does when someone threatens his business. Okay? Harry didn't want to think of what Mr. DeCipio would do. It's pass, won't Harry? At the Dolowich home. Violence? When you say so, son, that's fantastic. All this time I was slaving away like an idiot trying to make a wagon. But I like violence. Sometimes a man can only take so much before he can't take it anymore. And that line can be when an old woman makes syrup. And when that line is crossed... Ma, you do not have to listen to this. Harry, I'm your mother. I want to listen to every single word you say. Bye, Pop. Send us a postcard. Have a good trip. Pop, you going? I think your sisters have a real shot of making it in Palestine. There's no entertainment there. No family singing groups, anyhow, that I know of. So you're leaving them here? Temporarily. It'd be irresponsible to take the girls without having gone myself. I'm not just going to pack them all up and sail halfway across the world. I'm sure whatever you decide will be great, son. I'm just, uh... And with that, he went. He does have an unerring sense of when to leave. Don't worry, son. I'm here. Wait. Rebecca Kaplan of Odessa? Yeah, that's the one. But Harry, we are family. What? Yes. Third cousins. When she came to this country, I made her a cake. Mention it to her. She will for sure make a piece. Oh, my God. Thank you. Oh, it's a miracle. This is a miracle. At Mrs. Kaplan's apartment. Hello. It's me again, Mrs. Kaplan. Ah, why? Can I just say that smells heavenly? Are, are, are you in the babka business now exclusively? No. After there was incident with untrustworthy syrup, I am having more orders than ever. Can you really fill them all from this small kitchen? No, but after your last visit, I think you're right. This is too small and too much chance from contamination. So I am building big new kitchen. The wonderful rabbi helped me. Ah, he is wonderful. Maybe you would like to invest? Well, the thing is, turns out we're family. Yeah, my mother made you a cake once, third cousins. Ah, 
Yeah. So maybe the best thing would be for us just to uh, join forces and stop trying to outdo each other. Why compete when we can cooperate? That's what I always say. We are competing? Mrs. Kaplan, since you've been here, you've been lamentably treated. The terrible accident with your husband... You were to be my lawyer. You would not call me. I wait for hours. Just one example of the hardships you were to endure. But we're not strangers to each other. How are we cousins? Oh, well, my Uncle Alf is... Alf? The good-for-nothing? You sit down. I will tell you a story about what Alf did when I came here. Oh, well, well, we're not that close. Alf, you mentioned this name to me in my house. Alf. Okay, all all right, listen. Okay, listen. Uh, The the men I work with are very serious. And what do you think? I am some kind of joke maker? I am serious, too. Now get out my house. Get out. I promise you that I am the nicest of the possible people you are going to deal with. Mr. Dolovich, I do not understand. I'm trying to be plain here. Well, maybe it's my fault. Maybe my... English is not good enough. I would call translator, and then you come back. It sounded like some kind of progress. Okay, with Yom Kippur coming up, I really just want everyone to be happy. At the construction site for Morris's new synagogue. Morris! Morris! Oh, Harry, I couldn't hear you over all the construction work. See? After the old building fell down, for a moment, I confess, I thought, uh... Ugh, and vey. Should I have left my sacred work and traded in my world to come just for a few bucks in this filthy world? Like you? But then, there was a miracle. Remember those old guys you used to make fun of because their shoes were scuffed and they showed no interest in social climate? It wasn't that. They were strange. Well, it turns out they're quite wealthy. They're just modest. Anyway, they helped to raise a lot of money to build this wonderful new temple. How lucky am I? It was just a temporary setback. And am I relieved? Now I don't have to go groveling for donations to those syrup guys. I mean, I'm glad when they come to shul, but they've always struck me as a bit shady. You wouldn't want to cross them, you know what I mean? Morris, listen to me. You've got to stop helping that Kaplan woman. I'm sorry, Harry. Helping widows is really a non-negotiable aspect of my job. You have to take it up with the big guy. Yeah... At Harry's office. Don't worry, boss. I've been working on a great new invention gonna get us all out of this hole. That's great, Lewis. Thanks. Sometimes you gotta put something in a hole to get something else out of a hole. Huh. Funny old world. Lewis, is it safe for me to leave you alone here while I go home to my wife and remind myself what normal life is like? Yeah, sure. Once Lewis had put the final touches on his invention, it was ready for him to bring out into the world. But up, bum bum here we go. Oh. Ah, hello. You come to see your mother. How is it done to make syrup? You don't need to put poison in it. (laughs) Outside it's cold. Can I come in? Come on. You probably wish to make apologies before Yom Kippur. It's all right. You try to sell cheaper than me. It's business, Idiotchka. It's business. Good, good. We can have a word in private? Yes, you probably wish to beg my forgiveness in private. Of course, we'll not be completely private. That's okay. I just wanted to tell you... I made this special firecracker, see? And it's going into your fanny unless you give up the whole business with trying to sell syrup in Brownsville, understand? No, I don't understand. You talk too fast. Right up your fanny. A big one, too. See? You get it? I don't understand. You are wanting to lift up my skirts, take down my drawers, and put in firecracker? But this will cause pain. I do not understand the object of this exercise. The object is, do you want this to happen? Because if you don't... Is this how you win heart of old Dolovich woman? 
So much in this country I do not understand. Ah, he's my nephew, Gregory. He is translator. For him I have been waiting. Gregory Kaplan? Yes, you know him. It was indeed the Gregory Kaplan Lewis thought it was. All 250 pounds of them arranged and packed into a six-foot-three machine that seemed custom-made for turning men into paste. Unfortunately, being right was cold comfort for Lewis. <laughs> By the time their conversation had finished, without any misunderstandings, it looked like Lewis would be spending not just this Yum Kipper, but the next and maybe the one after that in a hospital. They say that what shot across that tenement building always looked like a shooting star, but more various and colorful, a mix of blues and reds and blinding whites, greens and purple and yellow and gold. Although the bloodstains and burn marks Lewis left behind would take weeks to wash off. As for Lewis, he did not die, but he was in crippling pain. And it would take the best medical techniques of the day to make him even somewhat functional. Who will look after my womanly needs now? There were other problems, too. At Harry's office... What's going on, Harry? Now I hear cats is going to sue you on behalf of Miss Kaplan? For what? Grigory hurt Lewis. We'll count to sue. Maybe it's for the best. Kets is talking about getting the city involved, and they say we bullied her, and it's racketeering. Yeah, what kind of racket is it when she's making money hand over fist and a factory's like a Fagacta Niagara Falls of syrup? Yeah, Harry, that's a good question. What kind of racket is this? Well, maybe we should just call it a day. At least it kept you afloat for a little while. After Yom Kippur, we'll just uh, think of Plan B. I'm thinking of a Plan B right now. You divorce Charlotte while she's still good-looking enough to attract a real man, and... Mr. Lefkowitz, let's not say anything we might regret. And then you can leave town and stick your head in a horse's ass. But I'm certainly interested in hearing your Plan B. Would divine inspiration strike... With the Day of Atonement approaching, how much would Harry have to atone for? What fate would be sealed for him in the year to come? Find out in the next installment of King of the Egg Cream! Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.